this on? I think we're here. Yes. Yeah, okay, we're here. All right, just just so everyone knows, you've actually stumbled upon the Chunk Podcast, and uh, and this particular podcast is the Week 8 in the NFL preview, and uh, obviously there was a lot of action last week in Week 7, none of which involved the Green Bay Packers, so I naturally took a nap, and uh, that's how I spent my Sunday. No, I'm kidding. I, was, I, I, watched, I watched most of the games as, as much as I could. While I was at uh, Universal, we were uh, we got a, did a little getaway in uh, Orlando, and uh, we're at Universal. But I was streaming it on my cellular device, and my data plan uh, does not thank me. I'm not happy with my overages. But JJ is here, and uh, we are ready to talk some Week Eight in the NFL. What's going on with you, man? Uh, things are going well. It's uh, I can't believe it's already the end of October. Um, I mean, we're about halfway through the NFL season, and uh, the Jets haven't fully disappointed me yet. So I think I'm good. Yeah, no, that's 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 it's all you can really ask for at this point. Uh, unfortunately, as a Packers fan, I am I am a little disappointed with how where we're at. But we, we're coming out of a bye week. I think we're going to be well. We're going to get smacked on the face with two pretty t- difficult games. But we'll get to that uh, once we get to the preview. But we do want to start the show with something a little different, uh, and it's called. Ask the chunk or ask the chunkers. Either way, uh, but we have a few questions from some outsiders, some uh, some people who listen, some chunkers, out in the real world, and uh, we do want to open the show a little differently and uh, answer try to try to answer and help these people out with their their questions as it pertains to the NFL and some of the recent news. Uh, with like this first one here, it says, "Who do you think won the Amari Cooper trade?" Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard. Amari Cooper has been traded. Uh, John Gruden is clearing a house in there, and I'm not sure. I mean, he's for what he got for Amari Cooper, he got a first-round draft pick uh, from the Dallas Cowboys, which I can't believe that somehow someone gave up a first-round draft pick for Amari Cooper. But who do you think won the Amari Cooper trade, JJ? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and you know several so, several of our chunkers out there asked this question. Um, personally, I think the Raiders won. Um, I, I just Amari Cooper a few years ago, you know, may have been worth a first round pick, maybe, but he really hasn't done much to impress the last couple of years. Um, we were talking last week or two weeks ago that the Cowboys needed some help in the way of receivers. So in that way, the, the you know Jerry Jones, uh, you know did did a, try and fill a need for their team. Um, I think they realized that maybe this division is something that they have a chance at winning. Um, but I think ultimately the Raiders are the ones who won this trade. That first round pick they got for Mari Cooper, uh, Mari Cooper um, is their third first round draft pick that they're going to have for the 2019 draft yeah the nfc east is is just is their butt cheeks uh so yeah anybody in that division i think even the the giants who have only won like one game i think could still theoretically win the division because of how bad it's been uh and that we're talking the, the division with the super the defending super bowl champions but I think you're right. I think the, uh, a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, who's been a massive disappointment, aside from like his rookie season, uh, I think that's that's a pretty decent overpay. And I'm pretty sure that the price was hovering around a second-round pick. And I think the Cowboys were just like, "Now nah, let's get our guy." And and I guess Amari Cooper is their guy moving forward. And uh, the more I talk, the more I dislike my voice. By the way, I just want everybody to know this is not what I actually sound like. I'm actually going through puberty right now. Uh, becoming a man, <laughs> and uh, my voice is changing. Now, I, I got some weird throat thing going on, but that's not going to stop me from ravaging it with a back-to-back podcast that we're recording right now. But uh, as far as the Amari Cooper trade, definitely the Raiders win. I mean, anytime you can get a, a first-round draft pick and basically recoup the sunken cost that was Amari Cooper uh, and, and try to get somebody who who may be better than Amari Cooper, then absolutely. You're, you're, John Gruden kind of made up for what he did with Khalil Mack, but still the Khalil Mack trade. Well, what's know. crazy about this too is, um, isn't Amari on his last uh, the year, last year of his contract with the? Uh, I, I guess I just you know I read something online where basically John Gruden said, Ah, oh, Jerry, uh, you know if you give me a first round pick, I'll give you Amari Cooper, and Jerry was like, Okay, sounds good to me. And Gruden was like, Okay, sure, here have Amari Cooper. He's been really really bad. Um, hey, do you want a quarterback too? Because we're willing to get rid of him as well. Yeah. Um, well, you're man, the about... Raiders are, are pretty bad. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think they're they're in full tank mode at this point. I mean, 
the way Derek, there's some stuff going on with Derek Carr right now where he he's now like dejected and like not even a part of the team anymore. It, it's it's really weird what's going on over there. John Gruden's come up there and just put his stank on like everything, and I, I, the people who are rejecting it will probably be shipped out and moved out, and and they're just they're basically just giving John Gruden free reign of the franchise, which you know. You, when you're paying him that kind of money to come out of the booth, you know, he, he was doing Monday Night Football back when it was halfway decent. Now it's just, it's god-awful. But we won't get into that. Jason Witten can't uh, can't call a game. I say we won't <laughs> get into it, and now I immediately start talking about it. Anyway, it's bothering me. But Amari Cooper, obviously, I, to me, the Raiders, I think the consensus is Raiders win this trade. And I'm curious to see how his career is affected by, like, now, I mean, people were, people were watching him at, with the Raiders. He was a first-round draft pick. But... You were just traded for a, a large draft capital. I want to see now. Are you gonna? Is he gonna live up to it? Like, is he gonna be prime Des Bryant? You know what I mean? I, I don't really. I don't know. It's, it's tough for me to see at this point in his career, but who knows? Uh, a couple other questions we've got. Uh, which coaches are on the hot seat? Uh, this is comes from Curtis in Florida. Uh, well, I would put Todd Bowles right up on there. Um, he's coming off two five and eleven seasons. And I just, I don't think that he's the answer for the Jets. Uh, I think I've talked about it before, but his game management, his lack of ability to use timeouts strategically at all whatsoever, and just his offenses have always struggled. Um, I don't know if it's his inability to develop offensive talent um, or or what, but I, I think Todd Bowles, if they... If they don't win like six games or more, I think he's definitely in the hot seat. It, it's tough to kind of blame him with the rookie quarterback, but I think, I mean, yeah, he's he's had. I feel like he's had a chance to kind of do his thing, and there's not a lot coming from it. And and by the way, speaking of the Jets, I have no idea what just happened to to, to Bilal Powell. By the way, I, I I looked at the news. Apparently, he had like life threatening injuries or career threatening injuries. What what just happened? Yeah, he. I'm pretty sure he left the game. You know, somewhere in the middle of the game because he hurt his neck, but he walked off the field. It's not like he got stretchered or, yeah. you know, carted off. Um, I, I guess they found out later that, that he's going to have to get definitely season ending in uh, surgery, but potentially uh, career ending surgery. It's it's a real shame because yeah. I, I love Bilal Pal. He's been a Jet his entire career. Um, for me, he was always kind of one of my favorite breakout candidates, um, just being stuck behind other backs that were getting the time that that I think he deserved. But uh, not a great way to not a great way to go out. Um, yeah, this I tweet hope, that uh, Bilal has a speedy recovery. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the tweet that I saw is is he went obviously he's on IR now. They're saying it could could have could be a career ending injury, but they're saying it's more obviously it's more serious than the one Quincy Anunma suffered last year. That. You know, he was recovering from from forever. You know, it felt like he took him forever to come back, and he finally came back. And now that the Jets are kind of in shambles right now, but they you do have Isaiah Crowell though, so you can always count on the crow. Yes, um, <laughs> except for you know, I don't know. There's a ton of Jets that are banged up, and I, I think I read somewhere that we're on our we brought a practice squad safety up to play in the game the other day. Nice. And we had our return man running as a receiver, um, so uh, they're really, really hurting. Hurting. They uh, signed Rashard Matthews from the the Titans, but I just don't see it getting any better with this crazy schedule that they have. Yeah. Well, I I thought for sure Jermaine Curse would have would have blew up last week in fantasy football. I picked him up and started him in a different league that I was in, uh, and the dude got no points. Didn't catch a single ball. I was uh, I was kind of sad by that. Saddened by that. Yeah, apparently it was real windy um, up north here, and uh, they were just, I mean, they were struggling the entire time. Um, it seems to be the case that when the Jets can't get a run game going, they uh, they they don't ve- do very well in the air either. Yeah, okay, but to, to continue the conversation about coaches in the hot seat, while you bring up your favorite team's head coach, I will do the same with Michael McCarthy. I don't, I just, I don't understand the fascination with him, which, by the way, it sucks because I did defend him his entire career until this season in particular, I, I'm, I'm just fed up. I want some, I want change. I want something different. I think there's people and playmakers that are on the team that aren't getting the amount of uh, touches that they deserve. Aaron Jones. <coughs> uh, 
Uh, but no, he's a super talented running back. I don't understand why he's not getting. I don't know. He he he's just obsessed with the running back by committee, and as a fantasy fan, I am I am saddened by it. As a Packers fan in general, you give your best the the players who give you the best chance to win the most opportunities, and and he's only getting like six carries a game, but he's averaging like seven carries, uh, seven yards a carry. So this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but that that's that's obviously one thing on a laundry list of reasons why Mike McCarthy's ineptitude has only gotten Aaron Rodgers one Super Bowl in his entire career when he's to me and I, it sounds biased but genuinely I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen play ever um, and the fact that he's only got one Super Bowl makes me sad. Yeah, actually, um, when we were asking our chunkers for questions, somebody brought up. Um, you know, if if Aaron Rodgers was on the Patriots, um, how many more Super Bowl rings would he have than Tom Brady? Yeah. Um, and it, it really, you know, I think it it just goes to show that you could have the best quarterback in the league, and if you aren't able to build a team around him, you know, you're just not going to be able to to get it done. Um, I, you know, somebody else that I was thinking about hot seat wise. Do you think that? Um, the coach from the Cowboys um, is on the hot seat potentially. Garrett, why? Think- why would he be on the hot seat? He just got a brand new toy and Amari Cooper, the best player in the league. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I I agree. He's he's to me always been a, someone who's kind of on the hot seat. But it's they have like he has a weird relationship with Jerry Jones. I I don't. It's like it's never. It doesn't ever feel like he's going to get fired. It just it, it feels like he should be sometimes. But I feel kind of like Marvin Lewis. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I, I he's like oddly safe. For some reason, and I don't understand it, but you're right. I mean, he should he should probably be on this list of coaches in the hot seat. But um, that's you know, it's just a few of them right there. I mean, I'm sure that there's. Will any of those three get fired? Probably not. It'll be somebody we we don't even we haven't even talked about. So yeah, if you disagree with us, or if you think there's you know there's something more here in any of these questions, you know, please you know write us at the chunkpod at gmail.com you can tweet at us or message us uh at facebook or instagram um we're happy to we're happy to hear your rantings and and we're happy to answer your questions yeah obviously um, uh, any questions that you guys have you can reach out to us for sure um we, we have a couple more here but i mean did you have anything else to say about coaches in the hot seat or no no um i was gonna say that this next question is is interesting as as we get here to week eight um, asked by Stephen Pincus from New Jersey and Maryland, uh, respectively, what will Le'Veon Bell's impact be if and when he returns from hiatus? Oh, okay. Now, if we're talking, there, there's two different sides to this. Are we talking fantasy impact or are we talking about real life impact? Because I can tell you from fantasy, if you're an owner of James Conner and or Le'Veon Bell, it's going to be a very confusing time for you because we're going to be talking. James Conner's been unbelievable. He's been awesome. I've, I have him in a couple leagues, and I don't want Le'Veon Bell to come back. And to be honest with me, or with everybody, I just think when he does come back, it's it's going to be a really weird situation where you have this dude who's been uber successful and has stood by the you know the franchise, obviously. I mean, he, he, he's got the starting job because Le'Veon Bell's been holding out. But he's he hasn't failed you. You know what I mean? He, he's If anything, he's met or exceeded your expectations of, of what a Le'Veon Bell it could have done for you. So, I mean, I get fantasy-wise coming back, it's going to be weird. When he does come back, if you intend to use him, it's going to be weird for the locker room, I think, whenever whenever that all comes to, comes to fruition. But it's going to be a strange situation for sure. Yeah, uh, Juju Schuster-Smith uh, decided to buy 100 lottery tickets in the hopes that he would win and be able to get Le'Veon uh, back to the field. Jeez. Um, <laughs> for those of you fantasy owners that have stuck with Le'Veon, you know, I do think that he'll be worth at least a flex um, position when he does start playing again. I I can't see Mike Tomlin not giving James Conner a little bit of relief uh, in his pitch count, so to speak. Um, and but I do agree, it's going to be weird. I mean, all the all the Steelers players have to know that this is Le'Veon's last year in Pittsburgh. So, oh yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's hard to tell um, exactly what his workload will be. Um, I would imagine that 
uh, I don't know. Is is he like still in shape? Is he a little chubby from his uh, hiatus? Well, they were making his some video surfaced of, of surfaced of him riding a jet ski in Miami, and they were like, "Man, he's looking a little pudgy." But let's be real; these are like professional athletes. Uh, I, I'd imagine that by the time his he, he knows when he's coming back, you know what I mean, and he's going to be ready to play when he comes back. At least that, that's what I think. However, if I'm the Steelers, I I would find it. Hard. I I would find it hard to just be like, okay, you're back. All right, here's your job. You know what I mean? And and do that to James Conner, and then and then there's already a rift between you and Le'Veon Bell. Don't don't make a rift uh, with James Conner when he may be the guy that you're left with at the end of the season. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited to see how it goes though. I I'm a big Le'Veon fan. Uh, in a totally biased way, I really hope that the Jets use their fat fat cap space to sign him as the feature running back for the New York Jets. Um, but really this off season, the Le'Veon sweepstakes is going to be really exciting. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're a fantasy owner, we'll see how it goes when it comes to his points. Yeah. Lynch in our league has James Conner and Le'Veon Bell and uh, he's got more wins than I do. So I'm definitely, wa- I'm, I'm hoping Le'Veon Bell comes back and jacks that whole thing up for him. So he can get the same production that James Conner has been giving him spread evenly between two players and not just one. That's what I want to see because I'm, I'm a jerk. But uh, one more question, and it's, uh, it's from James in North Carolina. He says, who's going to hire Mike McCarthy when the Packers fire him? This is my favorite question we've received so far. And, uh, I, and to be honest, I have no idea. Probably uh, the, the Cardinals. I don't know. I, I feel like the Cardinals are somebody who would make a terrible decision and hire Mike McCarthy. But, uh, again, will he be fired? I don't know. Uh, do I want him to be fired, and do I want a change? Y- absolutely, I do. Yeah, I mean, look at the Packers. Their team has just kind of devolved over the course of the last few years. Aaron Rodgers, you know, they got him basically set They ha- set up a chair for him to receive the ball snap-wise, and then he just kind of gets up a little bit chucks the ball, sits back down, hopes that his depleted wide receiver core can catch it, and then he hobbles down the field to to, to get to do it all over again. I just the even the 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 defense, like the Clay Matthews, you know, crazy Green Bay Packers defense of a few years ago. Where what happened? Uh well we we let players walk instead of re-signing them because we're foolish. Uh Casey Hayward is is the point I keep coming back to. He's now like a Pro Bowl cornerback for the uh, Chargers, and we just let him walk without even trying to re-sign him. It was it, to me one of the worst things. Ted Thompson uh, is, is just as culpable as as Mike McCarthy, if you ask me. I think they're both. If they cleared house, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would mind, and I don't think any any of the fans would mind at this point. I think they're ready for like a change. And we don't want to waste the last few years of Aaron Rodgers while he's here with us. You know what I mean? He, he can he can play for another five years probably. And and if we don't go back to a Super Bowl in five years, then there it's it's on whoever's running the franchise. So um, I mean, dude, Aaron, he's setting Aaron Rodgers up to be the next Dan Marino. Yeah. Well, luckily he's already got one championship, so they can ha- he can have that but yeah you're right i mean like to have only one is is depressing i mean it, the it, quarter the quarterback that could have yeah absolutely so i don't know good questions i i could answer that question for you every single week uh i think mike mccarthy should be fired uh and i stand by that unless mike mccarthy wants to come on the podcast and give me a reason why i why he shouldn't be but but he doesn't owe me that and uh i don't think obviously that's probably not going to happen uh, maybe if he gets fired we'll we'll bring him on here and be like listen you know you got nothing else going on what happened, man? What, what happened? What, what what could you have done better? Uh, I don't know. Everything? Okay, anyway, uh, thank you for all the questions. Ask the Chunk was a uh, – I, I love it. I think we should start every show like this. And uh, moving forward, we'll be taking your questions. You can send them to thechunkpod at Gmail. You can email to them to us. Uh, or you can mail us uh, some snail mail. No, I'm kidding. We don't have an address. But uh, at the Chunk Pod on social media, if you want to get to us, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can just comment on wherever you're listening to the podcast um and we'll we'll get back to you on it it'll be awesome uh so i guess the whole point of this podcast is the week eight preview and if you stuck around this long we're gonna dive right into it so at week eight in the nfl i like you said earlier i can't believe it's already week eight uh it, it's crazy to me i just i feel like we just drafted our fantasy football teams 
And yet here we are in week eight, halfway through the season, and I'm scrambling to try to get into that last playoff spot. I think you and I are both trying to do that. Yeah, I mean, my team, I'm two and five. I'm on a three-game losing streak. What's crazy, though, is uh, it's so depressing. I'm number four in terms of coaching. And if you don't use the NFL fantasy app, what that means is I've blown the fourth least points by leaving dudes on my bench. Um, in terms of how my schedule would be, if I played anybody else, any other week, I'm in fourth place, meaning that I would have won a ton of other games if my schedule worked out better. Uh, but overall right now I'm 11th place out of 12. So, uh, yeah, I mean, w- w- historically, what has it been? Six or seven wins to get into the playoffs for our league? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think I think at least seven, but but the way I see it right now, you're only one game back from a playoff spot because three and four right now is is a playoff spot. You just have to be the lead of the three and four, and, and there's five teams at three and four right now, So and I, myself included. Um, but I told everybody I, all I needed to do is win one out of the first four, and I did. Uh, and then I, I told him I'd see him in the playoffs because I that I just I waited on Mark Ingram, which by the way I I actually just traded Mark Ingram, so things are gonna get awkward there. But uh, I had been hyping him all season, but I needed wide receiver help, and I wound up be, I wound up scoring Cooper Cup, who is who's coming back from oh, an injury. Nice. Well, he's coming back from an injury at some point. Nobody knows, but uh, uh, I got Cooper Cup and Kenny Galladay for Ingram and and uh, your boy Calvin Ridley, who you gave to me. So he's getting passed around. Um, but anyway, we can dive right into week eight of the NFL and the Thursday night game, which is the Miami Dolphins taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, this is game is in Houston, and I believe Brock Osweiler will still be quarterbacking the Dolphins. I don't think that's confirmed yet, but Tannehill sat out the last two games. And honestly, Brock Osweiler hasn't been terrible. Yeah, the Brock Lobster has, uh, you know, <laughs> Continued to keep his career alive here. You know, the Dolphins are really an enigma to me because they, I feel like they, they're really not a four and three team. I feel like they're definitely the worst four and three team in the league, but yet again, you know, they've, they've been playing pretty well and and they shellacked the jets the last time they played. I, I just, nobody on their team really you know, strikes me as kind of an all-star. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I'm curious to see how the season will play out for them. Well, there were high hopes for Kenyon Drake, who is actually coming on finally. He's he's getting some touches and actually doing something with them. Albert Wilson's now on IR, who was probably their biggest playmaker. The dude was unbelievable. Uh, he's now on IR. Uh, it looks like Danny Amendola, or Danny Amendola is like the only dude left to catch balls. I don't know what's going on with Devontae Parker either. He was supposed to come back at some point. There's like this rift between them. Uh, there's a lot going on. You're right. I don't know that they're 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 a winning football team, a, a plus a over 500 football team, right? Like at the end of the season, but somehow right now they're four and three, and they are playing a very winnable game. I think against the Houston Texans, who, who Deshaun Watson. I don't know what's going on. I heard he he has like a collapsed lung or something like that, and they're still rolling him out. Well, what's crazy, like the Texans, I wasn't high on because, all right, you beat the, you know, you beat the Colts, sure, you beat the Cowboys, sure, you beat the Bills, but then they went out last week and beat the Jaguars, and now I'm not so sure. Like, both of these teams, I think, are playing, uh, they're playing better than expected and, and I really kind of view this as a toss-up but I gave it to the Texans just because I think they got more firepower yeah I agree I mean I mean Brock Osweiler I mean I, I can't imagine Brock Osweiler with nobody to throw to uh, is going to win this game in Houston uh but I do expect the Texans to win this game so I think that's pretty much the consensus here with us so moving on we'll go to the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles going to who I picked earlier in the preseason to be in the Super Bowl, they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And yes, that's right. I said I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, and I am regretting it currently. So uh, I, I, to me, honestly, I mean, I, obviously Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, I picked in this game. Things have changed with the Jaguars and the instability with Blake Bortles and now even the coaching staff. They pulled him last game uh, for Cody Kessler, who is not an upgrade, uh, but 
is almost like kind of like they did it for a little shock value, maybe to kid to so Blake Bortles can get his head out of his ass and uh, and kind of get things back in order. But what do you think about this one? I mean, I can't think of two more disappointing teams in the NFL right now. I mean, Eagles fans were so stoked to have them make a great run this year. You know, they lost that early game against the Buccaneers, um, which we all thought was just the Fitz magic, you know. But then they barely beat the Colts. They lost to the Titans, lost to the Vikings. Sure, they beat the Giants on Thursday night football. But then they went out and lost to the Panthers. They gave up a 17 to nothing lead yes. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I, I like and the- then the Jaguars are like just as bad with the teams that they're losing to. So I, I just I gave it to the Eagles um, just because I think that they've been less disappointing. Yeah, I, I agree, and and we haven't really touched on it, but the Jaguars did trade for Carlos Hyde, uh, and they will get uh, that, which A, Leonard Fournette owners in fantasy are like, what the hell's going on? And B, uh, if you have TJ Yeldon, he's now he's going to be rendered useless, I think, at this point. So Carlos Hyde's going to be kind of like a stopgap until Leonard Fournette can come back because they're not going to give the job to Hyde. Um, Leonard Fournette is their guy and is their future. Uh, it's just uh, there's a little, a lot of hamstring injuries flying around this league, and uh, unfortunately Leonard Fournette and, and Dalvin Cook especially have been dealing with injuries all season. So, but to me, with halfway decent quarterback play, if if Blake Bortles can just keep it simple and 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 not turn the ball over, the Jaguars are still a really good team. Uh, did did I pick them this week? No, because I I need to see it. I need to see him get back to just keeping it simple. Um, but I, I picked the Eagles on this one, and, and that's why. Well, the other thing about the Jaguars is their defense, which thrived on turnovers last year, just hasn't been doing it this year. Um, they've been pretty turnover-less for the last few games, and I think it's starting to show. Actually, you know what? I just realized I said it was in Jacksonville. This game's actually in London, I, to, which changes everything for me. Because the Jaguars are, I mean, it's a home game for the Jaguars because they play it every year in London. And I'm pretty sure the Jaguars have been like half adopted by London. I may change my pick, man. I don't know. The Jaguars do something over there. It gets weird. I mean, who knows? It'll be a 9.30 a.m. game for those of you that are on the East Coast with us. Um, so have fun with that. Yeah, no, I love waking up. And uh, it, it, it's kind of like when you're, it's like, that's a little sneak peek or sample of living on the west coast when you get to like it's morning you're having a brunch and the one o'clock games that are normally one o'clock eastern games start for you uh i I think it's an awesome awesome thing to but the worst part is you only get one game and no matter how good or bad it is that's what you're stuck with but at least it's something to bridge the gap till one o'clock um which the one o'clock games we can just jump right into uh like the baltimore ravens taking on the carolina panthers I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I do have both of these teams in the playoffs, I believe. Um, and I, the way the Panthers have been playing, it's been tough for me to pick against them. Yeah, I, I mean, I was watching that Eagles game where they came back and uh, beat the the Eagles. They they look pretty. Uh, they look pretty. You know, really good on the offense. They they got Funchess. They got McCaffrey. Cam is still making plays. Um, I, I kind of see the Panthers and the Ravens kind of on equal footing in a lot of ways. Yeah. But given kind of the streaks that they're on lately, I, I also selected the Panthers for this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Ravens, I don't know, com- overall I think might be the better team uh, from top to bottom. But I think the Panthers, especially at home, find a way to get this get this win and and from a fantasy owner's perspective Christian McCaffrey is he he is essentially the running back version of Julio Jones all yards all catches no touchdowns Cam Newton is a, a, a like a red zone goal line scumbag the dude takes every freaking <laughs> touchdown man it's it's really upsetting me uh cuz if literally one touchdown with a Christian McCaffrey game He's he's like he's our top five running back for the week if he just can get one touchdown because of how many yards and how many catches he gets. Um, I just want one man. Can you just give one? Throw throw him a freaking bone. Um, nah, dude. He needs to do that Superman thing. No, I know. Yeah, it's for branding purposes. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully as he gets older, maybe. And by older, I mean this week. You know, a week older, he'll be able to wisen up and uh, give McCaffrey a touchdown. But I do think the Panthers win this game. 
Uh, moving on, the Denver Broncos, who just demolished the Arizona Cardinals, who looked absolutely pathetic and 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 oh gosh, it's it was depressing. One of the, probably the worst football game I've ever seen on Thursday Night Football, ever. Um, but the Denver Broncos go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, a much different football team than the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious who we're picking in this one. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are absolutely rolling. Yeah, you can't pick against uh, you can't pick against Mahomes and Reek and Kareem and dude. They're they're just their offense is so nasty, I, and they almost beat the Patriots. You know, they just they look so good. The Broncos lost to the Jets. You know, let's be real here. You know, sure, they were able to beat the Cardinals, but there's no way that they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I think if the season ended today, uh, we and we and we wound up with a Kansas City Chiefs, uh, L.A. Rams Super Bowl. I don't think anybody would be mad. I I, I want to see it. Like I really do want to see both of those teams because they're so all, all obviously fully healthy, but the the firepower on those teams and and their defense. I think the Chiefs defense is obviously is not on the same level as the Rams, but I think by season end they have so many players coming back from injury. And uh, and there's Patrick Peterson still up for grabs in the trade market. He's he's a possibility. Uh, the Chiefs have a lot of potential on that side of the ball, and I think as the season goes on, they're going to become a more complete football team. But I I would be excited for Chiefs Rams Super Bowl right now. Um, well, I picked uh, I think I picked Jags Rams Super Bowl in our way too early preview podcast. These damn Jaguars, they better get it get it together. There's a lot of no money riding on this. Uh, there's a lot of what like. It's just bragging rights, I think, at this point. But glory, yes, Chunk glory, glory. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can ask for, because uh, we're not getting paid, but we're we're gonna get some glory. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, did they already play each other before? I feel like they already played. Yes, they played earlier in the season. So they're playing both both of their matchups before. This is halfway through the season, not, or before halfway through the season. They're already gonna be done playing each other. That's weird to me. Uh, but, they played the first game of the season and they tied. Yes. Okay. I hope they tie again, just for fun. But no, I do think uh, I picked the Browns in this one. I've said I said from day one I think the Steelers are not the team that we thought they were. And of course, early in the season, after the first two games, it was a tie and a loss, and I was like, I told you, they're they're awful. And now all of a sudden they have they have they have a winning record and and I think they're leading their division right now. So uh, I don't know how. Uh, actually, I do know how. They have a pretty decent football team, so I should probably give them a little more credit. When Ben Roethlisberger's on, uh, obviously Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, is just crushing it. They're a really good football team, but division rivals, the Browns are no joke anymore. I think they show up for this game, and they steal one in Pittsburgh. That's what I think. The Browns have lost three games in overtime this season, oh. and then they have that tie against. I mean, every single one of their losses, except for the Chargers game, have been a, a field goal or less. So, I mean, one one thing goes different for these Browns, and they're not three, two, and one. They're, you know, they're five and one. Or, you know, whatever. Six, no. They, <laughs> oh my god! I, I'm isn't dying. that crazy? I think the Browns are. I think the Browns are much better than they look on paper. Um, they got you know, they just. I I think the Steelers are on a downturn. You know, for all you Pittsburgh fans, I think it's time for you guys to go into a rebuilding phase for once. Um, and then the Patriots can you know follow right after you guys. But yeah. I, I think it might be the year of the Brown. Yeah, I, I think know. this in this particular game. By the way, if anybody was just listening, I was. It's okay. I'm not dead. I was just choking on water. It's okay. Sometimes breathing or uh, drinking water is difficult for me um, because I inhale it. But just so everyone knows, I did not just die on the podcast. So, uh, I, so are you picking the Browns too? I picked the Browns. Okay, it's gonna be a popular pick. I'm sure the Browns have been like everyone's little like hot hot little mama that they wanted like slide in and be ahead of the game on. Everybody wants to pick the Browns. And and this this week's no exception for me. I, I'm I'm down with the Brown. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you and I pick the Brown. So we'll see what everybody else picks. That article will be up on the chunk, uh, thechunkpod.com. You can see everybody's picks. Which, uh, by the way, after week seven, I'm atop the leaderboard. Uh, anyway, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are taking on the Detroit Lions. Uh, this game. I don't know. There's not a lot for me to to get excited about with the Seahawks anymore. I know you uh, you had some uh, investment in Russell Wilson. 
Um, but they're going to Detroit, who I think Detroit is freaking rolling right now. I think they're a really good team. I got Doug Baldwin, too. Oh, um, yeah. Probably too many Seahawks uh, for how they're looking thus far in the season. Uh, this is another game that, to me, is kind of like a toss-up. Um, the Seahawks, I feel like, always play to their competition, and the Lions always play down to their competition. Um, I actually picked the Seahawks in this game. Ooh. Um, but... It could go either way, really. I just the Lions don't really have a great run game. I I feel like, and uh, it's tough. I like well, Matt Stafford a lot. Carry on Johnson has uh, something to say about that. He actually just had his best game of the season, so uh, I think you need to watch your mouth, young man. Uh, carry yeah, on. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Crowell had a, the best game of his uh, career the other day, and look at where he's at right now. Yeah, he's the lead back for the New York Jets with no competition around him. So uh, I think it seems pretty good for him right now. <laughs> no disrespect to my boy Bilal Powell. I feel really bad. Uh, may he rest in peace. He's not actually dead. Sorry. Uh, anyway, okay. So I, I, I'm I'm actually gonna pick the Lions here, especially in Detroit. I think their their team is uh, a little more complete. They just traded. Uh, I gotta now. I gotta. I can look up his name. I don't even really know who he is. But he. Oh, I, they I, grabbed. Uh, they grabbed uh, snacks yeah, from the Giants. Yes, yes. Damon Snacks Ooh, Harrison. Uh, I might have to change my pick to the Lions. I forgot about. Well, that. you think he's going to get up to speed and running right out the gate? I mean, he'll probably dude, he's play one of the best run stoppers in the league. Right. Easy. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, if he can, if he, if he, if he oh, well, hold on. Can I even speak right now? If he can get in for a few snaps and actually make an impact, kind kind of like Khalil Mack did in his first game. Uh, when they played the Packers, he made a crazy impact. So, um, even just on a, on a little snap count, I think it, it, it's going to help the defense a lot. So, I'm definitely going to pick the Lions in this one. Uh, not just because of the trade. I just think their offense is light years above what the Seahawks can do. I think if they score 20 points, they're going to win by 10. That's what I think. But uh, moving on, we'll take on uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Cincinnati to, to play against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a pretty interesting matchup, too. Jameis Winston came back, uh, did get the win last week, and uh, I, I think the Bengals are kind of in a, in a weird situation, too. They're both really good teams, and I say that about the Bucks right now, but I think they have the Bucks have a lot more potential. Um, obviously, we've seen it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They have the potential to be a really good team, on offense at least, I should say. Their defense is not so much, but... If Jameis Winston can tap into any of that leftover Fitz magic, if he can just dip into the bag and, and drink the Kool-Aid a little bit, um, I think this is going to be one of the better games of the week. Yeah. So the Bengals right now are in the wild card spot, and the Buccaneers are at the top of the hunt for the NFC wild card spot. Um, I like the Bengals just a little bit more in this game. Um, I, I agree. Crab legs, he's got... <laughs> He's got those really, really good receivers. I feel like he's constantly running for his life, though. And when it comes to when it comes to the Bengals, I mean, they're the Bengals. You know, they they play to disappoint. I feel like you know. Shout out to all you very, very sad Bengals fans. I kind of know how you feel. Yeah. Um, but I just think it will be an interesting game. But I think the Bengals will probably come out on top. Yeah, I agree. I did pick the Bengals in this one as well. Um, it mainly because of the Buccaneers' defense; they're just inept on defense. But um, I think Joe Mixon probably pops off pretty good in this game, and uh, I'm hoping for I don't know, maybe five to seven AJ Green touchdowns this game. I'm thinking as a <laughs> as a as a biased AJ Green owner, uh, I would be a little excited about that. Uh, it seems like he's been a, it's been a few weeks since he scored a touchdown, but. Um, I, I would like some touchdowns for anybody on my fantasy team. I'm only getting yards at this point. Somebody score a freaking touchdown, please. Uh, but we'll move on to your game of the week. It's the JJ special. The New York Jets are taking on the Chicago, the Chicago Bears, and the I should just call him the Khalil Max at this point because the dude, the dude's been insane. Except for last week, uh, it was it was the first time I'd ever seen him look like an actual human. Um, I think he only played a few snaps, but. Uh, what do you think about this one? They're going to to Chicago. Do you think the Jets have a chance to uh, upset in this one? Uh, in your unbiased opinion, <laughs> look, I I picked the Bears for this week. I mean, I, I think the Bears have been impressing in the last few weeks. They came real close to beating the Patriots. Came real close to beating the Dolphins. 
they shellacked the Buccaneers and the Cardinal. Well, the Cardinals they barely beat. They beat the Seahawks. They barely lost to the Packers in the beginning of the season. I think this team's competitive. I think as long as um, they got a lot of skill players, Tariq Cohen and uh, you know J- Jordan Howard finally showed up for once. Um, I the Jets' defense is so depleted, and the the wide receiving core is so depleted that I just if the Bears lose to the Jets, then they should be super duper embarrassed because this Jets team is hurting. They got dudes coming up from the streets to play. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my analysis. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't foresee the Jets winning this football game. I think the Bears defense smothers the Jets pretty decently in this game. I don't. I don't know if your boy Darnold can handle it. Um, but and Trubisky, what the hell's been going on with that dude? The dude's been slinging it over 300 yards the last, like, I don't know, four games. It's ever since that six-touchdown game, he's been just, fantasy-wise, unbelievable. He need, I actually picked him up in our league, um, and I'm starting him over Russell Wilson. I uh, He's got 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns um, halfway here through the season. So, you know, he's on par for th- over 3K and 26 touchdowns, which I think is pretty good. I You know... When it comes to Darnie Boy, it would be nice to see him. I mean, he looked absolutely awful last week, but I blame the receivers more so than him because they had like 10 drops, I feel like. Um, it would be nice if, if him and Rashard Matthews could kind of, you know, get a few going, Jermaine Curse a couple, but I mean, Bilal out, Quincy Enuma out, Robbie Anderson banged up. Yeah. Their starting center is out. Um, it's just it's bad if the bears lose it is uh they should probably just pack it up for the rest of the season yeah all right all right so i mean the consensus is here we're picking the bears so we'll see maybe next week we'll come back and uh and talk about how the jets are potential super bowl uh winners uh but probably not so uh we'll move on uh the washington redskins taking on the new york giants in a divisional matchup the redskins have actually been surprising me uh, I, I don't understand how they how they are winning so many games, but they are, and uh, and the New York Giants unfortunately are not winning games. They're like I think they're one in six right now, looking pretty pathetic out there. Yeah, yeah. I you know when the Giants drafted Saquon, thank you Giants. Um, I'm a huge Saquon fan. I think that that dude is a beast, and he is going to be the star of their franchise for a long, long time. But the Redskins coming out of nowhere, leading their division. And if they keep playing this way, they might steal this division from, from the Eagles and from the Cowboys who came out of nowhere last week. Um, I, I just, I'm actually picking the Redskins uh, just because of how bad the Giants have been, but also the Redskins are on a roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, this one, this pick was pretty easy for me because, a, like you said, the Redskins are rolling pretty hard right now, and they look very good. Alex Smith is no joke, dude. He he can he can get the job done, uh, and and he's got a pretty decent supporting cast around him currently. Um, but, and then the Giants, like you said, they have been pretty pretty butt cheeks all season long. However, if you're an Odell Beckham owner or a Saquon Barkley owner. In fantasy football, you're at least getting your money's worth out of them, at least lately. Uh, I know Beckham took a while to turn the corner, but uh, they're they're putting up huge numbers in losses, and really, that's all you can ask for is some garbage time points. They're like kind of like the Jaguars were a couple years ago, where it was just garbage time city for Blake Bortles, and and when it was the end of the games, they were just getting buttloads and buttloads of yards and touchdowns. Um, that's kind of the Giants are right now. They don't really have a lot to play for. It's Eli Manning looks like he's out the door. Um, yeah, for sure. So I mean, just do at this point. Get us a get us a top draft pick. Have fun doing it. Um, but this season's pretty much a wrap for the Giants. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just I, it definitely is. It has to be Eli's last season as a Giant, uh, if not as an NFL player. Um, you got to figure that they're going to go out and draft somebody next next year with their top draft pick. Um, and I don't know much about this new coach, but 
to have the skill players on your offense that you have and to not be able to score mad points is, I don't know how much of it is Eli and how much of it is play calling, but either way, the giants I think are due for a rebuild, um, which is cool because they have a few Super Bowl wins in the last ten years. So, yeah, and it's not—it's uh, it, not even like they need a whole lot for a rebuild. They're—they're they're not far off. Literally, put a competent quarterback in place and then find some help on the defensive side of the ball. I—I I mean, well, their offensive line is is pretty butt cheeks too. But well, I now that I say that, they just—they just traded away one of their best defensive players uh, for a fifth round draft pick. So. You know which which way do you how do you want it? You know what I mean. Do you want to be good or do you want to look at, at this point? It looks like they're tanking this season and they're gonna try to do a, a quick reset tank. for next year. Tank, tank, tank yes. goes the Giants. <laughs> uh, moving on, the Indianapolis Colts, led by Andrew Luck, who has been just slinging it like crazy, uh, are going to Oakland to take on the Raiders, who are have just been absolutely depressing. So, and without Amari Cooper now. Uh, and without Marshawn Lynch, who's now on IR, what is left to watch there uh, for the Oakland Raiders? There's really not much left. Yeah, I mean, the Colts have been doing pretty good with Andrew Luck back, um, and Marlon Mack um, is looking really good, too. He uh, was tearing up the, the Jets a few weeks don't, ago. Don't get me started. Just, it, it's going to be a battle between the Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Giants for the top draft pick next year. And I guess we'll have to see who tanks better. Yes, no, I agree. Marlon Mack looked looked really awesome. I'm not going to crown him right right away, but I will say he had a hell of a game last week. And as somebody who drafted Marlon Mack, sat on him for a little bit and then traded him before he came back. It was weeks before he came back, but I, I luckily I got some production from somebody. It's it kind of it, it kind of makes me sad to see him doing this or putting up those numbers last week on someone else's team and now I want him back of course and at this point I'm, I'm not paying the, the price I'm gonna have to pay to get him back especially after his best game so uh, I do think Marlon Mack is really good I think Naheem Hines is a good third down back um, who, I mean to me Marlon Mack I think should be a, a three down back for them but Naheem Hines is a pretty good backup and uh, that, remember there was a whole back and forth with Jordan Wilkins and all those who was who gonna step up um, looks like Marlon Mack has come back and claimed the number one spot for the Colts. And definitely Andrew Luck has been slinging it out of his mind. So uh, they're actually a team I see on the upswing. Their record it does not reflect their actual skill. Uh, I think as the season progresses, they're going to be somebody who uh, challenges for a playoff spot but doesn't get close enough to really threaten for one. You know what I mean? Like, And they're going to be in that awkward middle ground range. I, that's where I see the Colts finishing this year. Yeah, they might be able to sneak up there. The AFC isn't particularly uh, competitive uh, outside of the, uh, you know, the the top teams right yeah, now. Yeah, obviously which the, are the, the Chiefs and the Patriots yeah, and the Chargers. The obvious top teams are are, are definitely going to be obvious. I, I'm I'm curious to see how those last few spots are going to uh, shake out because it's never it's never the teams you expect. And at the, when it, the playoffs finally start, you're like, how the hell did this team make the playoffs? The Colts could be one of them right now. I mean, it, it, it's that open right now. I think that's the way the season's going to end. It's going to be pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, what will not be entertaining to watch is the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. I don't want to spend too much time on this game other than the fact that I have David Johnson in fantasy and them firing their offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy. I felt like I won the Super Bowl. I was like, here we go. It's finally going to happen. They're going to put it together. Byron Leftwich moves into the offensive coordinator spot for the Cardinals. And uh, he's taken play call duties over, and he's the only dude who who remained on the staff uh, for the Cardinals that was there when Bruce Arians was there. Byron Leftwich is a coach. Yes, he was still playing quarterback. No man, you know what? The Jaguars probably could use him right now, but no, uh, he's the off. He's now the offensive coordinator, uh, interim, uh, depending on how it goes. But for the Arizona Cardinals, and he was there when uh, he was on the staff when when Bruce Arians was there, and and David Johnson had his, you know, major out, uh, you know, breakout season. I'm hoping for some of that. If they could just, if he calls a run up the middle with David Johnson, I'm gonna puke. If that's the first play, <laughs> Mike McCoy decided. I don't know what he. If you looked at his flow chart of of runs, it was they showed it in comparison to one week of Todd Gurley, who was all over the field, outside runs, inside runs. You know, it was they were they were dump they're doing dump offs to him, but they showed the the flow chart of runs for David Johnson, and it was like 
the, the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. It was straight into the, the back. Gap, yeah, it much. was straight into the back of the center over and over again. And it, and it, oh God, it was disgusting to see. So if I see a run up the middle, I'm going to puke, even if it's just one. Um, but I think Byron Leftwich is going to get a little more creative with uh, David Johnson in this game. Dude, what do they have to lose? They got Larry Fitz, who, you know, God have mercy on him, uh, you know, deserves to be on a better team. They got Patrick Peterson trying to get off the team. And they got uh, Rosen, who, you know, looks like a rookie. And, and I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. The Cardinals have nothing to lose. They had their shot with Carson Palmer and blew it. Um, the 49ers are going to win this game. Yeah, I actually think the 49ers are going to win this as well. I can't, you can't, I, I, after seeing the game last week, there's no realistic way you can pick the Cardinals in this, unless you're very optimistic that a, an offensive coordinator change is going to make them a much more competent football team. But I can tell you, the play calling may be better. Uh, Rosen's decision making will not be. Uh, the dude. I don't know. He, he he just some of the throws that I watched in that game last week. I want. I it was disgusting. I I, I could have thrown better balls. And I, of course, that's what anybody critiquing this. I, I I've never played organized football in my entire life, but I still felt like some of those throws were very very questionable. Um, they should have. They should have taken Lamar. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I I'm I'm itching to see Lamar Jackson play. And actually, uh, Lynch picked him up in our fantasy league. And then immediately dropped him after I called him out on it. But he picked him up, and he, I was like, why would you pick him up? He, how is he worth a roster spot for you? And he was like, well, you know, I'm kind of hoping for a, a Joe Flacco injury. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> okay. That's the way to play, I guess. So I think he was just kind of banking on an injury. But as soon, if, if Flacco goes down or if they pull the plug on Flacco at any point, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be hell of a player. Um, it's going to be awesome to watch. Uh, another game, uh, this is my game of the week, um, selfishly. It's a 4 o'clock game. It's the Green Bay Packers going to L.A., taking on the undefeated L.A. Rams. I am fully expecting to be slaughtered, um, and I really think that's the best way to come into this game is to just come in thinking, man, we're going to get smacked and then hopefully be pleasantly surprised by our, our ability to play. Hopefully it's magically different after we come out of the bye week um, and we have a game plan for the Rams, but... I am picking the Rams in this game. They've given me no reason not to pick them, uh, other than the fact that they're playing the Packers, and that's not their fault. That's the schedule's fault. Yeah, dude, you can't pick against the Rams. Uh, they're just – they are wrecking every single team, and the Packers are hurting. They're not using Aaron Jones. Um, it, you know, and we, we've already talked about the Mike McCarthy woes. I just – the Rams are a better, are the better team. Um I, Personally, I thought that the Packers would be more competitive, um, and I guess they do still have a window to be competitive because yeah. they are the current sixth seed for the NFC, but I, I just think these teams are miles apart. I, I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers comes out and slings it, you know, and just goes nuts. You know, he's always good for three, four touchdowns, I feel like, but uh, I don't know. The Rams are just super sexy. Uh, I will say we we will be getting, I think I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident in saying this, Geronimo Allison will be back. Randall Cobb, I think, will be back. So we will have, I think, our full receiving core. Devontae Adams is top three wide receiver in the league. The dude is unbelievable. And uh, when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing it to you, it's 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 not hard. to do. All you have to do is just catch it. You know, it's, you don't really have to fight that much, but... Um, Devontae Adams is, is one of my favorite players in the league because A, I'm a Packers fan, and B, uh, fantasy-wise, the dude just puts up numbers like crazy. You know, and he, To me, one of, if not the most matchup-proof uh, wide receiver in the league right now. Um, but as a Packers fan, obviously I want the Packers to win, uh, but I can't consciously pick them against the LA Rams. Uh, but I will be watching the hell out of that game. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and then moving on to the Sunday night game, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Minnesota Vikings. I believe I had this uh, as a playoff matchup in the in the early season uh, when we were doing our picks. So I am curious to see how this one shakes out. Although I also did think Dalvin Cook would be back by now. But he is not, and he won't be playing in this game. And honestly, what they're saying is he may not be back until the bye week. So uh, if Vince is listening for whatever reason, I'm sorry I traded him to you. Uh, I honestly thought he'd be back by now, but thank you so much for AJ Green. He's so delicious. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I I'm picking the Saints in this one. Uh, I think the Saints are are they're they're absolutely rolling uh, with Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara back. Uh, 
it's I think the Saints are the Michael better team. Michael Thomas. Yeah, I picked the Vikings as well. Um, Wait, you picked the Vikings? Or sorry, no, sorry, I picked the Saints. <laughs> oh, I was My like, I'm, after... I'm just staring at the Vikings. Yeah. Um, I picked the Saints because their offense is disgusting. But they don't have a defense. So, I, I mean, it may be more exciting, you know, kind of a barn burner matchup between uh, Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees, the, uh, one of the, you know, arguably best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Um, and he's probably one of my favorite NFL players ever. Um, but I, you just got to give it to the Saints. The Vikings have... Uh, they've lost games that they shouldn't have lost so far this season. And the saints are just, they're steamrolling everybody. Yeah. And they I were thought the, the early victims of Fitz magic, but yeah. since then, you know, they've just been crushing. Well, it's not like they weren't scoring points in that game against Fitz magic, but you know what I mean? That Fitzpatrick game, he, they were both like over 40 points. Uh, but I will say about the, about the saints defense, they will be better. They traded for uh, Eli Apple, who isn't necessarily a, a, a great cornerback, but he will absolutely help them uh, on the defensive side of the ball, which makes me think again: the Giants are trading away everybody on their defense. They don't even care yeah. anymore. And the, you know what I have to say? Like the you may look at last week's game between the Vikings and the Jets, and the score doesn't tell the whole story. The Vikings really did not impress against the Jets. Um, I mean, they should have handily won that game. And they just, they, they never really got their run game going. Um, I mean, Thielen was wrecking us. Thielen was yeah. wrecking us. Thielen's unbelievable. Holy hell, that dude is... is. I mean, he's a, he's incredible. Yeah. He's, he's a, probably a top five receiver. Um, easy. Yeah. Um, but they just, I, I don't know, they, they got some kinks to work out, I feel like. Um, and so I think the Saints have the edge. Yeah, I think I think for sure I think the Saints take this one. Uh, but it is in Minnesota and it is on Sunday night, so who knows? Anything can happen. Um, uh, and then moving on to Monday night's game, is this how did the Buffalo Bills get a Monday night football game? I don't understand. Let alone against the New England Patriots. Uh, this one is going to be sad. <laughs> really, no other way um, to describe it. Yeah, I mean, the Bills—they've got Josh Allen, who is even worse than Josh Rosen. Um, and they just, you know, they're, I don't even know if they're rebuilding. They're just bad. Yeah. They're not going to um, have, I don't, I don't think they're going to have LaShawn McCoy either, who uh, actually just got, got pretty hurt. Uh, Chris Ivory, I believe will be starting for this game who, who came in last week, had a pretty decent game. Uh, I think he had over a hundred scrimmage yards too. Um, was that? I love Ivory. I love Ivory. And you know what, though? The Bills, like, they beat the Titans, who are supposedly supposed to be good. No. And they beat the Vikings, 27-6. Uh. I, I mean, they they seem to have this fluke this fluke ability. Don't do it. Um, and, I mean, I would love to see them beat the Patriots. Oh, obviously, but, you're a Jets but fan. You can't, you can't pick <laughs> against the Patriots. Yeah. The Jets fan would love to see the Bills beat the Patriots. I've never heard anything like it. That's the hottest take. The hottest take ever said on a podcast. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the Patriots, uh, the Bills are capable of of surprising people. I don't think they're capable of surprising Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They haven't been for 20 years now, so it's like, I mean, what? They're in their probably the worst shape they've been in in the last 15 to 20 years, um, and it's just it's just a weird situation that they're going to be in. So. Uh, I, on a Monday night football game, this is probably this has got like least watched well, Monday night football game potential written all over it. Especially with uh, if if the Red Sox in the World Series somehow aligns this same night, ain't nobody gonna watch a Patriots game. You know what I mean? Like it's not even gonna be that. Uh, it's gonna be so weird. It's gonna be probably the lowest watched Monday night football game. That combined with the fact that the Monday night football crew and the their whole display of their football game is getting absolutely bashed all over the internet just their little trio of jason witten that that i don't even know who the other guy's name is treberry or tread whatever the heck his name is and uh the dude who just sits on the cart and they used to look at the back of his head for the game i don't understand the broadcast that they're trying to do uh but to me they tried to bring on jason witten and they tried to make him just uh tony romo but he's he's definitely not tony romo why not just get Tony Romo? I don't understand. He's much better and more interesting than than any of those other guys. I never thought I'd say this, but I freaking love Tony Romo. I I, he, I love listening to him call the game. He's awesome. 
I I low-key always liked Tony Romo as a quarterback, too. I felt like he just never got the chance to go to the big show. Yeah. I mean, his, his story, his career is really incredible too. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, dude, you know, don't even get me started on, on Monday night football. I, I think they should just get rid of it personally that and Thursday nights, just get rid of them. They should just go back to, uh, I think they tried it for a few games, but just silence. I just want to hear the ambiance. Like I'm in the stadium. You know what I mean? Like no announcers, no nothing. Just show me the game. And we'll just figure it out. We'll leave it. We'll have to decipher it on the screen. I think it, I, I, it, it was successful for like one game. It was like a gimmick. I think they did it for a little while, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind catching it. Anything's better than what the tri- the trio that they have rolling out right now. But I don't. I know. feel like I just like j- just get some like people, you know, get some fans, pull them, pull them off the, you know, off the street, get them in there, hook them up. And just see what they say, you know, have them just tell them, look, you got to talk about football the entire time. Could you imagine, you know, could you imagine like, (laughs) I'm just trying to imagine the broadcast being pushed to the side and like somebody's face on a webcam popping up on the side and saying, well, see what you got here is you got Tom Brady on the 10 yard line and uh, he's going to look for Robert Gronkowski. Uh, If he's in the end zone, he's going to throw him the ball and Gronkowski's probably going to catch it. That's it. They should get the... uh, the the dude from ESPN, uh, the Ocho, yeah, the Ocho. <laughs> That's who they should get. So Jason, the was that Jason football. Bateman? That was Jason Bateman, I think it was, in in dodgeball. No. I'm pretty sure that was Jason Bateman as like the stoner guy. Oh my gosh, uh, we'll have, have to, to look, look it up. It up yeah, now. I'm I'm 99 <laughs> sure Jason Bateman, uh, ESPN ate the Ocho. Yes, it it was Cotton. Cotton and Pepper, ESPN ate the Ocho. Uh, Jason Bateman and Gary Cole. I don't know who Gary Cole is. Oh, no, I'd recognize that guy. But, yeah, Jason Bateman was the dude. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah, I feel like that would be more. Just, like, get Snoop Dogg in there. Who gives? It would be hilarious. Get some celebs in there because they're better than freaking Jason Witten. They should talk Jason Witten into going back to the Cowboys. That's how bad he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd probably be better off there. But anyway, we can stop talking about the Monday Night Football nonsense. Uh, This game is going to be butt cheeks. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're all going to pick the Patriots, especially prime time on a Monday night. It's it's a no-brainer. Uh, but I guess that will wrap up week eight. The week eight preview, we have actually just rolled over an hour. And if you are listening still, first off, what are you doing with your life? Second off, I know what you're doing with your life. If you listen to the Chunk Podcast, you are an official chunker. Uh, and feel free to comment on anything we have out there. Obviously, we'll be posting this on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Give us a follow. And uh, just feel free to interact with us. Any Anything you may have heard that may have upset you. Or uh, maybe you want to you want to chime in on some topics that we talked about on the show today. Um, for definitely reach out. We're very accessible, and uh, we're definitely going to be looking forward to rolling out some other podcasts. Uh, actually, right after this one, we'll be rolling we'll be rolling out a gaming podcast where we'll be talking about some Spider Man action too. So that'll be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, other things coming up. We're going to do the uh, mid season check in uh, with. with Justin, I, and Lynch um, talk about kind of our way too early predictions to see where they stand, if we want to give any updates to that. Um, and then we're also going to be doing, uh, what is it, Meet the Chunkers? Hey, it's a Get to Know the Chunkers podcast because, listen, if, if you're listening this far into a Chunk podcast, you probably got a decent idea of who we are and what we stand for. But uh, we, we, are, we are planning on doing a podcast of uh, probably about six of us total, all on one podcast just kind of getting to know each other and uh, and and letting you know who we are, um, and as we get to know you, you know, kind of figure it out. You can listen to us babble on about sports all day, but if you don't know who we are, or what we are, you might get to know us a little bit better. We're going to do a podcast for that, and that's kind of kind of kick off our interview segment and our interview portion of podcasting. Um, we'll have a whole little wing for that on our website. So uh, once we do the get to know the chunkers, we're going to start reaching out to some other people, other podcasts, other gamers. Other sports figures, other actors, we're, we're entertainers. Getting, yes, entertainers. We're getting all up in it, and uh, it's going to be a fun little side project as, uh, outside of the sports, entertainment, and gaming. Uh, we're going to bring in some figures and and talk to them, get to know them a little better as well. So, 
a lot to look forward to with the chunk. And uh, if you want to follow us, definitely you can listen to this. Obviously, if you're listening to it on something, uh, if you didn't know, you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, our website, uh, thechunkpod.com. Um, you can get us anywhere. But please, please feel sure or feel feel free to follow and uh, and and stick with us. So uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, JJ, any final words from you? Yeah, you know, folks, we don't pay to advertise the chunk. So if you have a friend that you lo- that you think likes sports, wants to hear us talk about them or video games or any of this other crazy stuff, you know, just have them listen. Send them the link. Um, you know, word of mouth is the best way to advertise the chunk. So help us out, and you know, we'll be able to reach more and more people. Absolutely, and there's some uh, some big things on the horizon. I think for the Chunk Podcast, uh, as far as growth and accessibility, but uh, we'll get we won't get into that yet. There's some uh, logistics that we have to get to, but we appreciate you listening. Uh, I am Justin Doyle, JJ Mitchell on the other line here, and we will be back next week to hit you with the midseason. Uh, follow up and the week nine preview as well and kind of recap what we've talked about here and see if anything we said came true maybe mike mccarthy will have a job maybe not who knows uh but we'll talk to you guys next week thanks for listening